Evening Hot Dado Podcast in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Odd Dead Out Podcast, where normal is not my specialty. I am your host, as always, the not-COVID demon, Adam Higgins, the Odd Dead Out. You can find me at odddeadoutpodcast.com and at on that out on all the social media places you don't. And this is a show where I ramble and rant and talk a lot of shit and tell you what's going on in my head and maybe tell you about some weird news shit and maybe some podcasts you should listen to and stuff like that. You know, that old chestnut. <laughs> yeah. That, I just do lots of shit that's in my head because what the fuck, it's my show, chestnut. Yeah, that one. <sighs> How you doing? I'm doing, well, I guess I'm okay. <laughs> and I say I guess I'm okay. I literally this morning, and it seriously, you know, when the... The place said it's going to take between three and 14 days for me to get my test results back. One, that's a huge, like massive range of, of time to get to wait on test results. But I literally got the call on day 13. Yeah. When, you know, 9 a.m. on day 13, I've been sitting here and like, you know, paranoid brain. I'm sitting here like, well, you know, my, my sense of taste is a little weird and I've had these headaches that haven't been really going away. And, you know, I don't know how much of my quote unquote symptoms were related to stress or other, you know, environmental factors, allergies, shit like that. You know, I could, my headaches could have very easily been stress or allergies and sense of taste. Maybe it's just, well, we've changed a lot of stuff in house. So I don't know, but apparently, at least according to the lab, the results that I just got back, I'm negative. So yay me. Uh, I'm not a COVID demon, which also means I can't use that to like say, oh, I can't go out because cough, cough. Uh, I can't. Oh, I have to. No. Yeah, I can't do it. But anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All that aside, that's 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 done. That's over with. I mean, blah, blah, blah. that's all past. So, um, I know it's kind of a hot button issue right now, and I normally kind of avoid hot button issues. It shouldn't be, but kids are starting school again, and right now, for our boys, at least for about the first month, I think until like mid September, our boys are going to be homeschool or distance learning, fuck, I hate that term, but distance learning only for about the first month of school. And it's because there is a state order right now that says schools can't have in-person on-campus learning right now until I think it's September 17th or somewhere about that area. So there's that. And so that that's like for in the meantime, the boys are 100% distance learning and I think I mentioned last last week that the the school got this big grant, so all of the kids are getting uh, personal electronic devices. So Bug and Sam are both getting uh, tablets, which actually I've already picked up, and actually 
tomorrow, at least recording time, because the future and the internet and blah, 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 blah. But uh, I have to go pick up this week uh, laptops for Charlie and Damien and all of the workbooks for everybody. And apparently we got an email today that says on Thursday-ish, we have to go back and pick up other workbooks because apparently the kindergarten workbooks and the first grade workbooks weren't ready yet. So when we picked up the kindergarten and first grade stuff, those weren't in it. And they aren't even going to be ready when we go pick up the stuff for the other boys. We have to go back again. And it's a whole just like a big, you know, drive through sort of thing. Like, because the way the, the pickup line, and I've talked about the pickup line for this school before, which you basically have to drive around the back side of the school through the back entrance of the parking lot. And they'll have teachers posted up along the street where they get your name and the kids and all the stuff. And then they give you uh they're like basically call over the loudspeaker or whatever and then they go in and they collect all the stuff that you're supposed to have and then like with um kind of what they did with distance learning the first time where you drive through the whole thing and then they you like pop your trunk they put everything in your trunk and then you drive on in your merry way with your new school issued laptops with all of, and i guess they're they're they are keyed and coded for your child. So there's like their login and their passwords and it's just for them. And on top of that, when they do eventually go back to school to be consistent with lessons and everything, they will keep these and they will actually take these back with them and use them every day. So as of right now, the plan is come September, if they are cleared to be able to allow on-campus learning, they're going to be doing what, you know, it's kind of been called the hybrid model where to reduce class sizes, they're going to be um, home lessons two days a week and school like in cam- on campus two days a week. And then Monday is like student prep or teacher prep day kind of stuff. Um, and they opted with, we're going to take Mondays off for teacher prep because there are a lot of um, mandatory, you know, government regulated holidays on Mondays. And if we're already off school Monday, then it doesn't interfere with the school schedule and they're able to balance out. So that, and I think like when we got the calendar for the school year and I think the, it, that pretty much follows except in November because of Thanksgiving and a bunch of other stuff, they shifted everything in thir- and like November is going to be all weird, but that's November. We'll worry about that when we get there. But you know, it's like, it's going to be really weird and I'm, I'm most concerned with with Sam right now because he's going to kindergarten. And, you know, the first few weeks of kindergarten are like you're not learning shit in the first few weeks of kindergarten. All that they do for the first few weeks in kindergarten is just getting kids used to being in school. They're getting them used to the regiment and the routine and and that. And, you know, here's, you know, how we behave in class and here's how you clean up the classroom and blah, 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 blah. Here's, you know, learn the school. Now, here's where the restrooms are. How do you, you know, teaching kids to raise their hand and not be rowdy and not say inappropriate things and what's in an inappropriate thing. And they do all that. That's what the first few weeks of kindergarten are. And I do worry about that with Sam when we're back in our kind of makeshift classroom with and like with everybody there. And we've gotten some schedules for the boys where basically 
for compared to last time where it was very kind of here are your lessons for the day and do them. And when you're done with your lessons and we turn in the lessons, then you're good to go. And you could be done with school by 1130. Um, now it's going to be all day doing like live lessons with their teachers and Charlie's going into middle school this year. So they're going to have electives. And so he actually, they're, and they're doing like distance learning electives. So their first period every day will be their distance learning elective. And I guess he got, I think he got intro to broadcasting or intro to television, something like that. I, I forget exactly what it is. Um, so, you know, he's excited for that and that's a whole thing. And, you know, so, but they're all going to be, you know, there and it's just going to be all day zoom lessons and, and computer lessons and all day it's going to be like hey you have no you have a class here especially for the older two boys it's like you have a class like a zoom a live zoom class and then you have like a five or ten minute break and then you have another class and your lunch break is built into the day it's like nope you've got to eat your lunch here why because you have you have 30 minutes for lunch here and then after that there's another live zoom class and yeah they don't have to attend the live classes they're all, you know, they're all recorded and are available for like, you know, parents and or kids that aren't going to be home like, wherever they are. They can't be doing their live lessons so they can watch them later. And I feel bad for those kids when there's five hours or six hours of live Zoom lessons every day. And, oh, you got home from wherever you were at you know, mom and dad got picked you up from the babysitter or whatever at five o'clock, or you were in a uh, daycare center or wherever you were, and they weren't do- able to do their lessons. And it's five o'clock and they've got six hours of Zoom lessons to do. Fuck. That's, a, I, I, I'm, I worry about that part. We are very lucky in that we don't have that problem. I'm home. I do the, I'm, I'll be there and be teacher with them. Our biggest concern right now is when am I going to sleep? Because for the most part, because of Sam, I need to be there with them and going through lessons and doing lessons with them and coaching them through stuff and being there and helping with the structure and all this stuff and getting him used to that until whatever point they actually go to school. And so, you know, it, it's, it's concerning. It's, it's going to be very different from how we did it last time. Seems like we just got used to the way we did it last time. And now it's like, nope, we're going to make this home school on zoom basically so you know we'll see how this goes um i'm sure there's going to be a steep learning curve and you know what <laughs> the, the the funniest part about all this is i told you we got the the school calendar and all that and we're going to pick up more supplies we also got the school supply list now we've already been told that for the upcoming year because it always seems like you have to spend hundreds of dollars per student on school supplies every year. And every year, I don't know about you, but I'm asking, why do I need to send nine boxes of tissues? Why, if every, if there's, there's 20 kids in this class, why? So that's 180 boxes of tissue. Do you go through 180 boxes of tissues in that class? And I realize kids are fucking germ factories, but do you go through 180 boxes of fucking tissues in each classroom? I've got fucking, like, I've got four kids. We have to have, like, 20 boxes of tissues we have to send to the school. Seriously. Um, 
my wife did a spreadsheet because she loves spreadsheets of all of the school supplies on the list. We have to have 15 um, tubs of Clorox wipes. Now, I 100% understand why under any other circumstances. They're not going to be in school. And they were, they told us very specifically in the past, it's always been like, oh, you contribute all of these and it goes into a, here's, it's a class group fund. We just like, oh yeah, you got, you sent six boxes of crayons. They all go into a big community amount. All these Clorox wipes, they went into a big community thing, paper, blah, 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 all the stuff, the pencils, it's all community. This time they said very specifically, your kids supplies are your kids supplies. It is not going into like community chest. Your kids supplies are your kids supplies. So if my kids' supplies are my kids' supplies, why do I still need to send you eight boxes of, of Clorox wipes? Why do I still need to send six boxes of crayons with my son to school if his supplies are his supplies? Again, community chest, I get. If it's just his, he does not need six boxes of crayons at school. And if he breaks his crayons at school, I'll buy him more fucking crayons. So... I'm mildly, I'm, I'm 99% sure they just like copy and pasted last year's lists and like made little tweaks here. Like, oh, we could use some more of this. But if you're already saying it's supposed to be individualized, this is just your kid's supplies. Why does my kid need six boxes of crayons? And I don't remember the exact number, but that's some shit that happens. Like, oh, I need four, uh, like dry eraser. Like why we need to get like 25 fucking dry erase markers, you know? We need, we literally need 15 boxes of Clorox wipes. One, that's a lot of Clorox wipes. I understand the function completely, but honestly, there's more efficient. If like as a, as a, as as a whole, (laughs) there are more efficient ways than Clorox wipes to disinfect the room. A bottle of Clorox will actually do it much better. Towel, reduce, reuse, recycle, use a, use a rag and a, a bottle of diluted Clorox. Really goes faster. Anyway, sorry, restaurant industry. You don't use Clorox wipes. They're toxic. But, um, anybody else? Anybody else know that? Yeah. If, if you, you can't wipe down a, a food surface with Clorox wipes, you have to rinse it because Clorox wipes are toxic. Just food for thought. Anyway, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's better ways to do that. But, Realistically, they're probably going to be disinfecting, and I, I believe they said they're going to be disinfecting in uh, the the classrooms daily and all that sort of stuff. It's great; should be done. Clorox wipes are not how you do that. <laughs> they're not. That is literally a you spray it with bleach or another disinfecting chemical and wipe it down. Clorox wipes will not do that as effectively as just spraying. Sorry, I work in the cleaning business. This is my skill set. This is the reason why I thought I might have caught the COVID. Anyway. But yeah, I just, I, I, I have to, I kind of, I question the school supply list more this year than ever before, strictly because half the time they're going to be at home and they're supposed to have individual supplies. So I'm all by my kid. If you say I need to have dry erase markers and crayons and pencils and this and this, and this okay, I'll get them for my kid. Okay. Because in years, we are those parents that if you say we needed to send you 20, 20 reams of paper, we sent you 20 reams of paper. 
And when we get to, you know, winter break and you say, hey, we really need more paper. I'm motherfucker. I sent you 20 reams of paper in, in August. Where the fuck did it all go if everybody was supposed to send 20 reams of paper? I'm just saying. Motherfucker. Yeah. So anyway, I'm pretty sure I bitch about school supplies every year. Don't we all? <laughs> and this is not a, uh, you know, oh, this need more funny. Like, look, we, we send enough fucking supplies, okay? There is no point in my kids' classes, in these schools especially, where teachers are buying their own supplies. They're not. So, shut up. Our, our schools are very well, the schools that my boys go to, very well funded, and they have, we are in a community where we give our fucking teachers the supplies they need. And again, I fucking supply like four fucking teachers with enough fucking supplies for everybody. Cause we do the whole fucking list. It's like every fucking student is responsible for bringing enough supplies for everybody. Seriously. God, I hate school supply lists. All right. <laughs> Enough about that. I'm going to take a quick break. Going to play a promo and maybe do something a little bit different. But I'll be back in a minute. Hi, I'm Stacy, and I'm the host of Run With Me On This brand new podcast for runners and trivia fans alike. In each episode, I explore a different topic and talk about it for 30 minutes. If you're a runner who prefers music to podcasts whilst you're out on your run, then this is the podcast for you, because not only is it a fascinating topic, but there's also a great beat behind the talking to keep you moving. For those that don't like the music or find it distracting, then don't worry, there's a beat-free version available. You'll find Run With Me on this on all your podcatchers and you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Run With Me On This. Run With Me On This is a podcast for those that need distractions and motivations to get them up that hill and across the finish line. Two men arrested after vehicle search finds drugs in bag marked bag full of drugs. Yeah. This uh, coming from policemag.com, which has become one of my favorite sources for stupid criminal news. Uh, two men were arrested in Santa Rosa County, Florida. And this is actually from back in February because, you know, criminals, they, people don't post a lot of the stupid criminals. I'll just say that. But anyway, two men arrested in Santa Rosa County, Florida, after law enforcement officers said they found illegal drugs was bagged in a found illegal drugs in a bag labeled "bag full of drugs." Yeah, they literally had. It looked like. Have you ever seen those toy bags of coal where it's just like a cloth bag and just printed letters? Like, did you think they weren't gonna check the bag that says "bag full of drugs"? Uh, Santa Rosa canine deputies assisted, uh, where the fuck was Florida? <laughs> Sorry. Santa Rosa County, uh, deputies assisted Florida Highway Patrol on a traffic stop on the I-10 where large amounts of narcotics were discovered. Uh, 
And I love the quote. Note to self, do not traffic your illegal narcotics in bags labeled bag full of drugs. Our canines can read. <laughs> and, and of course, because, you know, stupid criminals, they put it on Facebook. <laughs> it's great. Uh, on top of bag of drug, let's see, narcotics and other contraband were reported that included 75 grams of methamphetamine, 1.36 kilograms of GHB, one gram of cocaine, the small number, I guess, 3.6 grams of fentanyl. That's enough to kill an army and 15 MDMA tablets and other drug paraphernalia. MDMA is that I don't even remember fucking I don't know drugs. It's a is that a date rape drug? Is that a I don't remember. I don't know drugs. Ah, I'm sorry. I never did drugs. I don't know these things. I know what the fuck it is. It's Molly, isn't it? Isn't that Molly? I don't fucking know. Dr- I don't know drugs. I'm sorry. Never mind the, you know, trafficking drugs, whatever, and carrying a fuckload of drugs. Why are you going to put them in a bag that is clearly marked bag full of drugs? Just for, for cock fucking kicks? Is it just, is this a joke to you? Do you think this is funny? Do, do, am I a clown to you? Ooh, am I here to entertain you? I don't know where I'm going with this. You're just a bunch of really stupid assholes. Jackasses. So, I did a thing this week. Um, I, I've talked about kind of my, my dabbling in art in the past. I, I come from an artistic background. I'm, I'm a general renaissance schmuck of of art skills. I, you know, I do this. If you want to call this art, some people will, other people are like, what the fuck's wrong with you, man? Talking to a bunch of, you're talking to nobody, man. Nobody's listening, man. Man. I don't know. Don't know where I'm going with that. But, you know, I've, I've dabbled in music. I can play a few instruments moderately. I'm not especially fabulous with anything. Um, honestly, I probably would play my guitar for the show if I could figure out kind of how to record it and have it sound somewhat decent. I've never, I, I haven't had a lot of time to try and record, uh, myself playing music. So it becomes problematic trying to do it, especially in podcast circumstances. Um, but you know, I, I, you know, again, I play music. I, Granted, me cooking isn't so much an art form, but I sing. I, I've written poetry. I've, I've written short stories. Um, I draw. I've, I used to paint. Not very well. Um, but I've, I've gotten more and more into kind of experimenting with digital art, especially because, you know, painting and drawing on physical media is expensive and results in a lot of physical media. And if you're sketching a lot, you run out of paper and pencils and scratch and splinters and your fingers get numb and all the shit. And it's drawing on physical media is tedious. Granted, it's also tedious working on digital platforms, but I, I digress. But I'm, I'm a general purpose moderate. Like I, I know how to art in a lot of different forms. I'm a general purpose creative person, even though I don't consider myself especially creative. The, you know, imposter syndrome on like so many levels. But I decided because I really started 
doing more uh, sketching and digital art stuff and more work on my computer with making different designs. And I decided, you know what, I'm going to make the investment and get myself and not a big investment, honestly, because I'm just not that committed to it. But I'm going to go ahead and make the investment to get a digital drawing tablet, just the little uh, kind of digital pen pad for my computer so that I can do some different types of stuff. Because if you've ever tried to draw anything on your computer using a mouse, it's a pain in the ass. And I saw one video where it basically said drawing with a mouse is like trying to draw with a rock. You can do it, but it's still a rock. <laughs> and so I decided, like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and commit to this and get, and the, I think the one I got was 40 bucks. Uh, maybe if, if that, maybe 30, 40 bucks, whatever it was. Not super expensive. There are some that are way more expensive and are name brands. And most people will get a Wacom tablet or Wacom or however you want to pronounce it. And that's the brand. That's pretty much the standard brand. Everybody gets a Wacom tablet. That's the thing. And I guess their pen that they use is basically this, it's Huion or Wacom. Their pen is basically the standard. Everybody uses this pen and most like art pens out there use the same technology. They might just put in their different case kind of situation. But anyway, I didn't get that. (laughs) I got like a $30 X pen or XP pen tablet. It is plain, no buttons on the tablet. It's just like the little pad and a wireless um, note. And I guess this is a new sort of technology in these things, but it is a battery free pen. I guess the big thing in the other ones is it's got batteries in it and you can do it. And it's like, you got to charge it or you got to keep replacing fucking batteries or whatever. It's apparently a super inconvenience to the point where they've had to create battery free pens for tablets. Whatever my stylus on my phone isn't is battery. Well, I actually know it. That's a whole other thing. Cause I've got a, I've got a note. 10? Yeah, I think it's a note 10. Whatever the fuck it is. My my phone has a, a stylus too. But it doesn't need a battery. Anyway, styluses. But I, I've decided to, I started doing this and I started like, hey man, and it plugging this thing in and trying to draw with a, a digital uh, sketch pad for the first time is really weird. And it takes a lot of getting used to that whole dynamic of one, like there's little corner. It's got the, the, the working area on the, the pad is, I think it's like six by four inch, I think on my, my little pad. It's a little thing. Like, stick it in a jacket pocket kind of thing. Very convenient. But it's got like the little arrow markers that kind of show here's the corners of your working space. And the way it's set up and the way I have it, like the the settings on my computer are that the corners of my working space are the corners of my monitor. So, you know, if you're used to working with a mouse, you're used to like, oh, you've got to, you know, you drag it and it's like, oh, it it moves a little bit. But then like, oh, you pick up your mouse and then you move a little bit more and you move a little bit more. I can set the pen to work that way. But with a pen, it's not as effective. And so I have it set to where, like, no, where the pen is on my little box on my, my, on my pad is where it is on my screen. But you also have to remember, you don't look down and it's kind of like working with a mouse. You don't look at the, the pad. You look at the screen. Where's my thing doing? And so you got to get used to the whole, you hover the thing, you hover the, the pen over the pad 
and then it moves your mouse cursor. And when you touch the pad, it's like clicking your mouse and it's got, you know, pressure sensitivity. So if you're working in an art program, especially if it's, if you have it set correctly and your settings are right, so you're getting your touch sensitivity, when the harder you push, the thicker your lines are or the more dense it is or something like that, more saturated your color is depending on the kind of, of brush shape on your whatever program you're using. And so it's definitely been taking a little bit of time. And I've been in, like watching these videos and investigating this and maybe just because I've been doing like my drawing with a rock mouse work stuff for a while and I've been doing a lot of um stuff for making my merch stuff like the backpacks and the the duffel bags and some of that stuff for the my merch shop at shop.oddadoutpodcast.com wink wink plug plug um <laughs> I don't even know if that's 100% the fucking uh, link I'm sorry but it, it could be you should try it just let me know if that doesn't work cuz I'm here's the thing I'm not going to remember to go check I'm just I'm not sorry but <laughs> if that doesn't work let me know just text me and i'll or message me on one of the social medias at odd dad out wink wink again um and you and i'll i'll go fix it i'm pretty sure that's working anyway but because i'd been working on some of that stuff and adjusting working with templates and making designs for merch stuff i had gotten used to working that way and working around it and like you move the thing and you're looking at the screen and so i got i I picked up using the pen pretty well now, I will say, I'm not very skilled. And, like, I could use some art lessons. I, I can draw on paper sufficiently. But I have a, skirt, a certain skill set, and I have a certain skill set on digital media. And if you've seen any of my uh, work on digital stuff, any of my, my sketches, any of my drawings, or anything I've created, you realize... I do have a certain style and a certain sort of aesthetic and a certain, I, I work a lot with a symmetrical shapes and a lot of sort of, um, a lot of the type of like, kind of like spirograph type style of stuff. And, and I work a lot with that. And it's cause I, I find that aesthetically pleasing. I like those shapes and those sort of arrangements. And so I like them. They're pretty. What can I say? Well, I've, no, I'm still working in that, but I'm also now rather than using a, a rock to draw, I'm now using a pen and now I'm like, I'm experimenting more with, um, again, pen pressure and, oh, I've got this inkwell pen brush on, I've, I've been drawing in, um, auto, Autodesk sketchbook. Have you ever worked in that? It's a really great, uh, program. It's free which is helpful. And it's also available on like all of the platforms and it's cross platform. And I think if I like set up an account for it, I can actually connect my program on my computers to the one on my phone, because I also use the mobile version of this program, which actually has a lot more brushes on it. Um, I actually can do more on the one on my phone than I can on my computer because the phone version, the mobile version has like two or three times the number of brush types. And a lot of them are repetitive. And if you've ever looked at any sort of uh, digital painting program, the 
the brush types and things are very repetitive. You're like, oh, it's a chisel tip brush. It's a felt tip brush. It's a this, this, this. I'm like, why do you have, oh, it's a traditional felt tip brush. It's a basic felt tip brush. It's a, it's a retro felt. It's like, well, all I see is the picture's different. Your picture's different for your brush, but I, I don't see much difference in the actual uh, use effectiveness. Maybe I'm just naive. Maybe I'm a just beginner and I don't know the difference yet. I don't care. It behaves the same to me, but I was playing with it a bunch when it came in yesterday and got my computer set up with it. And I had to like, oh, download the drivers to get the, because, you know, everything's plug and play and everything, but you know, everything comes with, here's the factory software and it, it works, but it doesn't really work all the way. So you need to go online and click a click and go to the website and download the updated drivers so that now it'll work completely and fully functional. And so I did all that. And I did that on my laptop too, for reasons that I'll get into in a minute. And so now I've got my laptop and my desktop station set up so that I can plug in my tablet and sit here and draw. And I can, but so here's the thing. And I, I, I don't know if I've talked about the programs I use for the different things. So I think it goes, I, I've talked, I think I got it. Okay. We're at 190 episodes main episodes. I've done like 206 billion of them counting other stuff. I forget sometimes things I've talked about. So if if you don't know, and it's a lot to listen to if you haven't listened to all of them, and if you have, I'm sorry. But um, I sometimes I forget if I've talked about these things, but all of my show artwork that I do, all the happy little pictures that have my stupid little pictures of shit that represent what I talk about in each conversation, each, each episode, all of those things, I create those images in Canva. Canva, free program, and you can pay for premium and all this shit like that. Like everything else, you can pay for premium. But Canva, free program, go online, make a picture. Hey, look, it's pretty. I, you know, I put my logo on it. I do all the things, draw, put pictures and shit, arrange it. Hey, look, it's this thing that I made. It's got pictures. I, I can do that in Canva. I do that every week in Canva to make that. It's easy. I honestly probably w- want to look into maybe start doing that in uh, Sketchbook, but we'll see. Um, just because I have templates built in Canva, so I just can click and drag like my logo and then titles and all that stuff are already built in, so I can just click and drag shit. So this, I probably am not going to stop using it just because of the already convenience of it. But anyway, so I do that there. And so, but I use Canva for that. And then I've been using Autodesk Sketchbook. I might say one or the other interchangeably. I don't know. But I use Autodesk for all of my art, for me sitting there drawing in half because it's something I had on the computer that, oh, hey, look, I made this cool thing. This is a cool design that I made just dicking around on the computer with my drawing with a rock mouse. and. Oh, hey, I actually have this program on my phone built in. Huh, that's interesting. Let me try it. And so I've literally sat up and I've probably done two or three different drawings sitting up on my phone at night because I can't sleep because I'm weird. And you know, they tell you that if you're not supposed to be on your phone in bed because the light from the phone will keep you awake. Yeah, that's not me. I can sit there in the light from my phone like, oh, it's bright and I'm squinting and I'm squinting and you're, you know how 
you get like you're squinting and you get squinty and you're you get you get tired because you're squinting. And I realized I could just turn my brightness down, which I have to do because otherwise my wife yells at me because your phone is too bright. Turn it down or I'm gonna throw something at you. Yeah, that's that's what she does. Um No, she won't warn me. She'll just throw something at me and say, Turn down your phone. But anyway. <laughs> but I have to uh I'll sit there and have my phone going, but I'm you know kind of squinting. I'm also squinting because I usually don't have my glasses on because I'm supposed to be going to sleep. And so I'll be sitting here sketching or whatever, or I'll, I'll be playing Angry Birds or fucking Best Fiends or something in bed and I'll fall asleep mid round or something and drop my phone on my face and then realize I need to put it up and go to sleep. But yeah, I, it doesn't keep me awake. It helps me fall asleep. And I realized I could spend the time reading or doing something else productive, but productive turns into, well, I mean, let me play around with this. And I bust out my stylus and I opened up Autodesk and start sketching and realized I can sit here and do the exact same bullshit on Autodesk on sketchbook on my phone. And it takes like, you know, oh, I have to, to make a, this pattern and to do this thing. It takes a couple more clicks because menus that are just there on the desktop version it's like oh you got your little my your your color box here and your brush library here and this is here and this is here and they're all there and they're open and you can see them well on a mobile version you don't want to clog up your screen so you got to click the little thing to open that up shit like that it's it's two more clicks to get to your your to change your brush than it is on desktop but you know what it's fucking cool but the fact that i can on my phone or on my computer do the exact same thing and I could recreate the exact same image for the most part. Again, because the mobile version does have a lot of different variety of brushes that the desktop version doesn't, which Charlie got really mad about because I was showing him how to use this. He got really used to the brushes on mobile and then I I showed him, hey, here it is on the computer. You can do it on a computer and hey, here's this tablet with a pen. You can draw on the computer like you can just uh, like on the phone. It's the same thing. And he was like, oh, hey, where's my tattoo inker? I'm like, oh, I, I don't have that brush. Sorry. Um, <laughs> little things like that. But, you know, it, it's, it's cool. And so I, I, I will sit up at night sometimes and just doodle, I guess, on Autodesk on my phone. Just kind of a, I can't sleep. I'm doing this thing. So that, and it's cool. But I like that I can use that same program on both platforms. But I also use a program called GIMP for all of my merch. And uh, I forget what it stands for. It's an acronym, something, image manipulation, something. And it is basically like a Windows version of Photoshop. And so it does all the things and, you know, background removal and and all the all the things that you traditionally will associate with photoshop oh it's a lot it's a photoshop thing you can do all of it with gimp photoshop is a specific program um it's adobe you know it's fucking expensive as hell if you've ever tried to buy photoshop it's expensive oh yeah and you can't buy it anymore you have to rent it that's stupid but uh gimp is free (laughs) i think there may be paid upgrades and things but like things like the brushes and the different stuff that it, it, it is receptive and it accepts Photoshop files. So if you made a file and built a project on Photoshop, you can open it in GIMP 
and you can save it in Photoshop files. So all of my merch for my shop, like again, mostly the bags and the shoes and socks and things, they need, they require specialized templates that you got to arrange elements so that it's, it's kind of like the fabric pattern. If you've ever had to make clothes or seen somebody that makes clothes and you got, Oh, well, this has to get cut out this way. And you got to make sure this, this logo is in this space so that when we cut the fabric to, to stitch the whole thing together, it's in the right place. That sort of stuff. It's the pattern. And so, and it's got all the instructions and okay, you got to put these logos here and this piece right here is going to be that panel and this blah, 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 and all the things of, of it's a big fabric panel. Well, I use GIMP for that and I arrange, you know, designs and stuff. And that's how I make my merch. That's how I design and create all of my merch for my shop. Again, I think it's shop.oddadoutpodcast.com or just click the link up in the corner. It's there, but it's right there. But, um, <laughs> I've, I've been adding all of my, my sketches and stuff to a collection there. I'm calling odd dad art. And so all of my, my sketchbook stuff, my just kind of artistic stuff, me being an artist, air quotes, big, fat, dopey, bunny rabbit, air quotes of mine, um, is all there in that collection. And I, I really like it. And I like that stuff. It's stuff like it looks better on, on art prints and, and buttons and magnets and stickers and, and bath mats and shit like that <laughs> than it does necessarily on a t-shirt. But I like it. It, it looks better on a shoe that, and a pair of socks and, and a, a tote bag than it does as a t-shirt. That's kind of how my stuff is, but it's been, it's, it's been interesting doing this whole thing that I'm doing. But, um, I, I, one of the things, and again, I, I backed you, I was doing this last night and was like, I stayed up because I stay up. That's what I do. I was sitting up because my wife went to bed early. She wasn't feeling good. And so she went to bed like super early, like right after the boys went to bed. And so I was like, well, what am I going to do? And I started playing around with my tablet and I drew this new, I came up with this new design. It's titled Eruption. You may have seen it on the social media places. And it's now also in the shop because that's what I fucking do. Because I'm totally that guy. I drew a thing. I have a place to sell my things. Go buy it (laughs) if you want. Well, I also discovered um, through Threadless, which is the the place where my merch is produced and distributed and sold and all that stuff, how you buy it, is they also now make face masks. So I could put my logos and my designs and my art and all the stuff on face masks. Hey, you can get a custom odd dad out face mask. And I have the standard odd dad out logo thing, face mask, no frills, nothing fancy. I wouldn't wear it. It's a, it's advertisement as fuck. It is. I'm, I'm no shame in that. I'm not going to, I wouldn't buy that. But I also activated the face masks for my chaos eye, uh, designs. And you know what? They look pretty good. They kind of look like great big gaping, like teeth circular teeth things the way they kind of space out in the 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 mask but it's like hey you know what that's a pretty cool looking design on a mask i like it as a cool design on uh bags and other stuff too but it's like hey that looks pretty cool on a mask and i went ahead and uploaded this new design uh eruption that i did that i did last night 
and I put that on the mask. I'm like, that looks fucking cool. <laughs> and I did it for my, um, I, I did basically, I went through all of the non clothing items, except I haven't done a backpack yet for it, but I went through all of the kind of accessories and home goods items and art prints and all that stuff and like the coffee mugs and, and stickers and all and, and shower curtains and tote bags and all this stuff. And I went through all that and upped and, and made that design in all of those items. And I'm like, you know what? This fucking looks cool. And honestly, I think this is one of my favorite designs so far that I've done in it. It kind of has a, somebody said that it kind of gave off some, uh, weird rendition spider woman vibes. Um, if you look at, it, I kind of see like two red blood cells and this weird eruption, like this weird explosion out of the middle of something. And it's, it's, I don't know how to describe my stuff. It's very tenderly and my work is very tenderly, but I really like this particular design and it looks great as a mask. It looks great on, it looks, I love it on the fucking coffee cups. It looks awesome. I finally got the coffee cup, uh, images to wrap the way I wanted to. And so I'm really happy with how that came out. But to so that, and then, um, I also it, on the tote bags and all of this, I love the way this particular design looks and all the things. It's such a great design. You should go check it out. Uh, but links in the show notes, I think, <laughs> but so I, I posted up the pictures of the masks and the, here, here are all these masks that are now available. And my wife saw that and she had this idea. She's like, Hey, that mask you posted gave me an idea. What if we made custom masks for all of the boys for when they do have to go back to school? Because they're going to be required to wear masks anytime they're away from their desk. Basically, they get up to go to the bathroom, they go or traveling between rooms or whatever. They have to have masks on if they're outside, blah, blah, blah. They have to have their masks. So the masks we currently have have a full overhead loop and then a secondary and then you tie it at the top. Very secure. I like them because I wear a mask eight to 10 hours a day. So, and everybody's like, dude, how do you stay? Even the guys I work with, um, my wife, everybody that I've so far dealt with, they're like, how do you stay in that for so long? Especially because I have glasses and they fog up and they're like, I'm just used to it. I've gotten used to breathing through the mask and I, I will a hundred percent admit I do get like winded and it could be part, you know, COPD could be a lot of things at the end of my night. I am winded as fuck. I'm, I will say that. And anybody who questions that come at me because I live it. I am very winded at the end of my night. I have a very well filtered mask. I'm winded at the end of my night. I do have to, I'm, you know, stop and breathe. Anyway. Um, but everybody's like, how do you breathe in that all night? And it's like, I'm just used to it. But they are a little more tedious to take on, to put on and off. They don't, they aren't just ear loops like a lot of people where, like I said, it's a full loop that stays, it's solid, goes over your head and it's elastic. And then you tie the other one to secure it to the top of your head. I usually have my hat on backwards so that the tie uh, is kind of held in place and it doesn't slip off my head or slip down over my hair because the bill of my hat behind me keeps it upright. Personal trick. Um, 
I don't like ear loops. They pull on my ears. But for the sake of boys need to be able to put them on and off and on and off quickly and conveniently, ear loops are better. And so we had this idea. Let's do this and let the boys design their own masks. So they will each have a custom mask of their own design, which I'm also having them draw in their and sign with their name on it. And they'll each have a one of a kind as far as this goes, unless we sell them later. Uh, but otherwise, one of a kind design for their masks for school. So in the event they lose their mask or it gets dropped or whatever, this is theirs. There's no question about it because I'm sure there's going to be 50 kids with very similar masks and people that have reusable masks. A lot of them have, oh, it's a plain black mask or it's a plain this kind of mask. There will be no question the Higgins boys all have their own masks personally designed by them. And so today we were going through and I had the boys sitting down at the computer sketching out their designs and I'd come up with a picture and like, here's your picture. Here's your design. Here's what you do. Um, here's how to do this. Okay. What do you want to do? What are you trying to do? Here's how and coaching them through. Here's how we make this. And I still got, you know, Charlie and Damien did theirs and Charlie's Charlie's been working with me. And I've shown him how to work in Autodesk on my phone. So he's more familiar with the dynamics and how to make different things. Damien was much more just doing it freehand, kind of. He looked like a, a second or third grader drawing on a computer. Kind of if you, what's your earliest Microsoft Paint drawings look like? Kind of looks like that. It's okay. He's he's going into third grade. He's not Picasso. It's okay. But you know, they made they made their masks, and I went in and I adjusted them and fit them to the templates for the the masks for the sizes, and I made them you know fit it up and uploaded them, and now I've got orders in for them and I've got to put and now I've got to work with the other two boys and make their masks and see what are we going to do how are we going to make something unique for the other two boys and again we got to put their names on them um so it's going to it's going to be fun it's been a fun thing doing these and it's also getting them to express like artistic expression of children so it's going to be fun and I I I really want to do more art and I like the idea of having my art and I may end up taking all of my personal art down and opening up um, a secondary shop just for my art separate from show stuff. We'll see. I, that's probably what I'm going to do um, just because I don't know, but it's a lot more work to set up another shop. So I don't know if I'm going to do it. I don't know. This one's established like anyone fucking buys anything. Unless you buy something, go get a mask. Go for it. Check them out. Fuck. That's if nothing else, go check it out. See if there's some shit you like. I don't know. Let me know. I can make something. We'll see. We'll we'll just you know. You want me to draw something for you? you want me to fucking do something? Let me know. Reach out to me. I don't know. <laughs> but that's what's been going on. It's it's just been like you know, art stuff and and learning to use this tablet. And getting to experiment and create art. And I, I do like creating. That's why I still do this. I love creating shit for the fuck of it. For no other reason. Because, and I've kind of said this before, you are great. 
You there listening right now, you are awesome. But you know what? Even if you weren't there, I would probably still do this because I do this for me. I do this for, I, out of my enjoyment because I love doing this. I love creating this. And the fact that you are there listening to me right now is awesome. It's just the icing. I love creating this thing. It's, it's, it's a fun thing for me to do to get my brain out there, even though I don't always know what I'm going to say or how I'm going to say it, but I love doing this thing to get my brain out there. So thank you. Thank you for being the icing on my podcast cake. You are wonderful. And I, I draw because I enjoy creating and you know, I, I edit podcasts because I enjoy editing podcasts. I do all of this for me because I'm a selfish motherfucker. <laughs> I create and work and I do the things I do for me and nobody else. Okay, I kind of do it for you too. But if I didn't do it for me, then I probably wouldn't do it anymore. You listening right now are, are among a very small group of people. A very, a very select group of people who for some reason listen to me and I appreciate that. You are not, I'm not Joe Rogan. So if not for, and, and I've said before, you don't talk to me, man. So I don't know. And again, I'm not going to criticize you for that because I don't fucking do it either. But, you know, if you don't do it and I'll, I, I'm going to, you know, we get all philosophical for you a second. If you make something, do it for you first because if you can't do it for you, if you're not enjoying doing it, if you're creating, you have to create for yourself before you create for anybody else because it doesn't matter what they think. It matters what you think. You are the creator. It is your brain, it is your heart, it is your whatever you do, whether you're writing music or writing a novel or poetry or painting or drawing or making bullshit fucking rainbow spirograph designs like I do. You have to do it because you enjoy doing it. You have to enjoy creating whatever you create. Because if you don't, you're not going to want to do it. And if you're trying to do it because, oh, I'm going to make a ton of money, that's not going to work. Money can't be the motivation for being creative. Being creative has to be the motivation for being creative. Okay? Just remember that. Okay? It's important. It's important for me to... The, 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 the motivation to create has to be to create, not to make money. Otherwise, you, you're going to make shitty creations. Now, if you can make money from your creations, that's a whole other thing. I'd love to make money from my creations, but I don't. I doubt I ever will, particularly directly from my creations. I make money from helping other people create their creations. That's a whole other thing. But yeah, just do it for the right reasons. Why is more important than how and what? Okay. Make, act, make your thing. Go out there, make the thing you enjoy, be creative, love being creative. And I lost my train of thought. It choo-chooed the fuck right out of here. So before I go, I'm going to let you know about one thing 
And you know what? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna drop this one real quick. Recommended listening. It is time for the August 2020 Sunshine Summit brought to you by Sunshine and Power Cuts and her lovely host Heather Welsh. The Sunshine Summit is a free international live stream event hosted by Heather with the aim to spotlight content creators and celebrate the connections we have with them and that they have made along their journey. I was part of the first two Sunshine Summits so many years ago now that I think about it. Wow, it's been about three years. Jeez, has it maybe longer? God, I, I can't tell time anymore. It's all a blur. This year's Sunshine Summit will run from Sunday, August 9th through Thursday, the 13th, a little bit shorter than usual, and will be streamed at twitch.tv slash sunpowerpod, and as always, at sunshinesummit.live. Uh, <clears throat> there will be a video chat at, sun, at the Sunshine Summit website, where, again, you can watch the video there, participate in the chat, or you can jump on Twitch. This year's guest list includes Alan from the Soundspeeds YouTube channel, who he does a lot of uh, knowledge. He's he's got a he's very much a a sound and tech and recording guy. A lot of information. He gets really in depth into stuff. If you've got questions about audio stuff, he probably can tell you. Really, we also have. Coming from Japan, another Twitch streamer. I'm going to say, because I didn't check on these first, as Nitrous. Uh, Anastasia is an incredible woman who speaks four languages, Russian, English, Japanese, and Spanish, and can switch between them with incredible agility. She is from Russia, now living in Japan. She is a gamer and streamer on Twitch. Um, enjoy the experience of Warframe with her incredible community. She also loves cars, music making, tech, IT, and soccer because she's Russian. Of course she loves soccer. <laughs> Sorry, don't want to stereotype, but most people in other countries love soccer. What can you say? We also have Luke from Luke Who's Talking returning. We've talked about Luke in the past. I've talked about him. Uh, this is his second Sunshine Summit. Uh, looks like they're going to be catching up on the Luke Who's Talking podcast and his new experience is streaming the podcast on Twitch Live and kind of bringing his whole brand together. Luke's a cool dude. He's just, he he does what I do here in a much more concise and I, I will very much say um, he, he understands brevity. I don't. I can't do brevity. Mrs. Angry Ducky coming from Russia. Maria is coming back to the Sunshine Summit for more art talk and her passion for creating and sharing art and utilizing social media, uh, especially Instagram to engage with her group. And Team Serious Ladies, not just a gaming organization, but a community, a place to network with fellow gamers and celebrate each other and their crafts. They do live streams, podcasts, gaming tournaments, their vision is to develop good exposure that the gaming industry lacks. Their goal is to create a legacy for this generation and many more and to uplift their gamers to an esports level. Serious ladies are the community of women gamers among larger team serious communities. So we have 
Silent Taz, Jimmy, and Sage Rage, and El Moons. That is your 2020 August Sunshine Summit lineup. I'm sorry if I flubbed people's names. I don't prepare much. I'm sorry, guys. But again, August 9th through the 13th, sunshinesummit.live and twitch.tv slash sunpowerpod. Go check them out. Again, links in the show notes. I think I still have a standing link for the Sunshine Summit on the website somewhere. Check it out. But that's going to do it for me for this week. Well, I went a lot longer than I expected, but don't I always? You can get me, as always, at oddatapodcast.com and at oddata and on all the social medias. If you are interested in any of that merch stuff and all of my art, it's all at shop.oddataoutpodcast.com. There's a tab there on the website. You can check it there, too. I need to put more of it up. Well, that's a whole other thing. Thank you to my awesome Patreon supporters, Derek, Chris, Heather, and Lisa and Sam. You guys are all awesome. You can join Patreon at patreon.com slash out. Again, all the links are in the show notes. I don't need to tell you anymore. Lots of ways if you want to support the show. Look at the stuff. Do what you want. I'm not going to make you. Except you should probably go buy one of my my masks just because because you're cool like that because it's got my art on it and spread my art, man. You've got you got to represent my art, man. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm drinking instant coffee right now, so I'm a little tweaky. Anyway, that's it for me. Check out all the stuff. Go to the Facebook group. I'm not going to tell you where it is. It's in the show notes. And until next week, oddballs. Thank you and good night.